You're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're highlighting the LLC Transparency Act, legislation kicking around the Capitol that would create a public registry of quote-unquote beneficial owners of limited liability companies operating in New York. To explain why such a registry is needed, we're joined by the Measures Assembly sponsor, Brooklyn Democrat Emily Gallagher. Welcome back to the program, Assemblymember. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure to be here. Well, it's our pleasure to have you. So for everyone who's listening who might not have an MBA, can you explain what a limited liability company is and maybe the different reasons why they might be formed? Sure. So a limited liability company is actually a pretty recent development. It was created in the 1980s in Wyoming to exploit a loophole in the American tax law so oil and gas investors could escape accountability for dangerous working conditions on their job sites. And New York adapted this in 1988. So the goal of the limited liability company is that if a business is sued or, or fails, the owner's or investor's personal assets are not at risk. So only under extreme circumstances can the owner's assets be touched for debts or damages incurred by the business. And this has become a really, really common form of business that many individuals get just if they're buying a house, if they're starting a company, if they're doing business with someone and they want to protect their personal assets, they're going to start an LLC. And it's actually easier to start an LLC and requires less personal information than to get a library card. When we think about the reasons why someone might form an LLC, are they generally nefarious? Or like you said, can it just be about an individual wanting to limit their risk and it's not necessarily because they're a supervillain? There's there's a number of reasons. Often it's a completely legitimate reason. You want to make sure your assets are protected. And in the case of of buying a property, maybe you've got one tenant and you want to just make sure that's what's going on. But the problem with LLCs is that increasingly they have been used for nefarious purposes and they have become the go-to way to do shell companies. And we see this across the country where this is commonly used for money laundering It's commonly used for wage theft. It's commonly used to do bad faith things. And that's what this bill gets at. So this bill will still allow LLCs for your regular good guy Joe to use, but it will eliminate the piece of it, the anonymity piece, that allows people to become a little bit too relaxed and a little bit too avoidant of their responsibilities. Well, yeah, what is the opaqueness that exists currently surrounding LLCs? What is the lack of information that either the public or government officials have? So right now, all that's needed for the LLC is an address. And that address could be at a mailboxes, etc. as we saw with the case of 199 Lee Avenue, which is actually in my district. And this is how I discovered this whole situation. Over 2,000 LLCs are registered to the same address. And you can register whatever you'd like to the same address. So that's all that's required. And then your beneficial owners 
are the people who are getting profits or some kind of proceed from your company, uh, they do not have to be listed currently anywhere in the United States. So what this provides is it provides a couple of different things. Not only does it provide anonymity, it's also often used as a way to reduce your tax load because LLCs provide what's called a pass-through entity, which means that your company is taxed as an individual sole proprietor. So it goes through. It does not get corporate tax. It does not get other forms of tax. It just goes on your personal income tax, and that ends up being less. So often people are using this to evade a higher tax rate as well. It's meant for very small businesses, but what we tend to see are people like what I just mentioned, forming multiple LLCs for every single piece of their business and then stringing them all together and liquidating them if something happens with one piece. So your legislation would require that the quote-unquote beneficial owners get recorded somewhere. Where exactly would they be recorded and who would have access to that information? Yeah, so what would happen is... The LLC Transparency Act adopts a definition of beneficial ownership, which is used by the federal government and allows companies to submit an identical copy of their federal registration form. So we have to do this at the federal level, but not at any state level. Right now, the state has no access to any information about who owns an LLC. We can't just ask federal officials for the information they're getting? No. Why not? It's so complicated to be able to get that information because of the multi-layered protections between state and federal government. And I know as a legislator and you know as a as a person in a state how difficult it is to get government agencies, especially at different levels, to work together and to process information. Okay. So what this would do was that same form would be submitted to the Department of State And it would be accessible for people who have an interest in finding out what, who is the owner of this property or who is benefiting from this. And we have a privacy feature installed in this that's aimed at people who are in like a witness protection program or, or need a true privacy concern that would allow for people to have a unique identifier for instead of their personal name uh, that would be connected to their beneficial ownership. So what that means is that if the attorney general or a DA is trying to figure out connections between different companies or between different LLCs, they'll be able to see that unique identifier and then they'll be able to drill down more to get that information. Well, for listeners just joining us, you're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with Assemblymember Emily Gallagher, a Brooklyn Democrat who sponsors the LLC Transparency Act. And you just mentioned one way in which government officials might use this information. Are there other ways in which you envision the government utilizing this information or members of the public with a vested interest in uh, this information? Yeah, I've actually been really excited by the level of support that we've gotten and the wide variety of support we've gotten. Many unions are interested in this because of wage theft and liability on job sites 
they've had many situations where someone gets injured on the job and they're never able to truly get justice for that individual because they can never trace who owns the LLC that was running that company. Additionally, m- many of the the worst slumlords are, are operating under LLC uh, veils. So sometimes people will think that their landlord just owns their building, but they might own 50 buildings. And this is actually something that had real consequences just last year with the emergency rental assistance program. Many of the payouts were delayed because the landlords that were supposed to be getting the money from the state, they were LLCs and no one could find them to get in touch with them to give them their money. So this is a way that we target landlords in that way. Code enforcement. We have support from a number of organizations that that really are looking at code enforcement. If you have a building that's owned by an LLC that is not up to code, they can't even find the person to fix the building to bring it up to code. Uh, Additionally, the DAs of Manhattan and other places in the state are interested in this legislation because this is a core way that money is laundered and also it's really big in the sales of narcotics. People are hiding their money under fake shell company names and they really belong to international kleptocrats. Like an example of that is a Russian oligarch named Oleg Deripaska. Easy <laughs> for you to his say. Name. Yeah, owned a townhouse in the West Village that was worth fourteen million dollars, but he's under federal sanctions since 2018. So he was able to make purchases in the United States and store money as the purchase. Fourteen million dollars is being held by this property even though he's supposed to not be able to have any access to that. And he was able to do that because of an LLC. So we're seeing a whole host of enforcement issues that would be resolved if some person in the state government could have access to that. And this is a new thing for the United States. We have not seen any legislation around exposing who beneficial owners are we would be the first state to do that. But if I can brag a little bit, California read this bill and got really excited about it. And now California is trying to pass it. So I'll be damned if California passes this bill before we do. But a lot of this bill is based on a bill that we saw in London that has had massive implications for just transparency in the EU. And you're able to link who owns what. And it also for media companies, right? You can find out who the beneficial owners are of the newspaper that maybe is just an LLC. So you can see who's benefiting from poor journalism or good journalism. (laughs) So here in New York, LLCs have been historically linked to major campaign contributions. And while there's been reforms to that area of law in recent years, I'm curious whether you think this transparency initiative would have any impact on campaign contributions connected with LLCs and their owners moving forward? Definitely. And two cases. One, we put limits on what people can donate to candidates for a reason, because money is power and money is a voice in our society. And for so many people, they're able to 
buy off political will by giving exorbitant amounts of money. And they do this through LLCs. And we saw this with our own governor. (laughs) Um, Also, there is a lot of negative campaigning that's happening through a black box of dark money. And we see negative mailers being sent out that are, you know, friends of the enemy LLC, you know. And they're, they're sending out these mailers that are maybe making erroneous claims or racist or sexist claims or saying really damaging things to the, about the candidate that are not true. And they're completely anonymous because they're able to register as an LLC. So I think as a person who really supports... Um, transparency in government and good government legislation, this would be an enormous help in us getting dark money out of politics. Do you think the issue isn't so much transparency, but the mere existence and expansive nature of LLCs? Should our conversation instead be focused on limiting the opportunities to even create LLCs? I, you know, that's, that's an interesting question. And I want to see what it does to have people have to put their name in a state registry that they own this LLC or they're benefiting from it and see if that changes people's behavior. And if it doesn't, then we go the next step and we change the whole structure. Well, finally, you mentioned in terms of the pass-through nature of some of these entities, the ability to lower one's tax liability. When you think about the future after, say, the adoption of this measure, would there be other subsequent legislation that you'd want to pass? Would there be additional taxation rules that would need to be adopted? What would be steps two, three, and four after this? Yeah, you know, I, I'm very excited about the tax component of it because before 1988, we had a different structure. Corporations offered investors, shareholders, et cetera, limited liability protections, but they were not passed through entities. Partnerships offered pass-through tax benefits, but did not indemnify the owner or investment's assets against risk. So the IRS got to determine who got what, and a lot of people were upset because they weren't getting that double, double trouble there. And we need to go back to that. Relying on LLCs and making them so available was a major public policy mistake. And the good news is that we don't have to live with that mistake for the rest of our lives while it destroys our communities. And I say that, and I know it might sound really hyperbolic, but LLCs truly are destroying our communities. There's a sociologist that works in particular on LLCs. And what he found was that buildings that were owned by LLC landlords had much worse outcomes for the quality of housing, for the responsiveness of the landlord, for the kind of, like, tenants' rights that were were protected. And so LLCs are enabling people to act as their worst selves. And I think that we can do a lot better than that. And we had a way that was working, and I think now there could be a whole host of ways that we could look at what kind of business you're doing and figure out what the tax structure should be from there. Well, we've been speaking with Assemblymember Emily Gallagher. She is a Brooklyn Democrat and sponsor of the LLC Transparency Act. Assemblymember, thank you so much for making the time. Thank you. Thank you.
Support for the Capitol Press Room is provided by the Bull Moose Club in Albany, a co-working space for people with business at the Capitol or those just needing a home base for the day. More information on facilities and other services available at bullmooseclub.com.